Lent can be approached in a variety of ways as a religious approach or a religious practice. Lent is a centuries-old tradition and a religious observance. It's part of the liturgical calendar. Um, It begins with Ash Wednesday, which is this coming Wednesday, which is why I wanted to uh, give a few thoughts on this. And um, it is usually described as 40 days leading up to Easter. Actually, it's 46 days, but but, uh, Sundays are not counted, in case you ever wondered why it doesn't exactly uh, be 40 days. Um, For many, the Lenten season is a solemn time. It includes discipline, uh, represented by giving up something. And it could be something that is considered a vice, or it could be something that uh, is something of a convenience, for that matter. But it's about voluntarily suffering in order to grow closer to God. That's the bottom line uh, thought behind this. So I was looking for a Lenten story or a joke to kind of, you know, get things relaxed, break the ice, in case Lent was a, not a happy time in your experience. So I found a joke that was actually told by a priest, so it shouldn't offend too many. It seems that John was a non-practicing Protestant, and he had moved into a largely Catholic neighborhood. And on the first Friday of Lent, he was outside grilling a steak. And his neighbors on either side of him, being practicing Lent, you know, in a giving up way, uh, they were eating fish. And so they decided it was not going to be a pleasant time at all. So they convinced John to go to their church, and the priest sprinkled water over him and said, you were born and raised a Protestant or whatever, and now you are Catholic. Neighbors thought, okay, problem is solved. But next year, when the Lenten season came around again, the first Friday of Lent, he was out there grilling and they were eating their fish. And so they got together, heading over to remind him that his new faith required that he have fish every Friday in Lent. But as they got close to his yard, they saw him leaning over his grill, and he had a little bit of water. He was kind of sprinkling on um, things. And as they listened, they heard him say, You were born a cow, raised a cow, you are now a fish. (laughs) It's good to laugh at ourselves sometimes, isn't it? Anyway, this week many Christians will experience having ashes put on their forehead on Ash Wednesday as a reminder of redemption. Ashes. As you may know, just include a little bit of this and that so that we get a sense of what this is all about. Um, ashes were used as a cleaning agent for, for the ancients. 
and they also represent repentance. So in the book of Jeremiah, there's the, the prophet called Israel to wallow in ashes, meaning to repent. Now, Lent from a unity standpoint. In Unity's book, Keep a True Lent, by Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, it says, It is commonly believed that the Lenten period has to do with the events of the 40 days preceding the resurrection. This is erroneous. Lent is a church institution, and there is no authorization for it anywhere in the New Testament. The idea, however, has a sound spiritual basis. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus set precedents for it by observing 40 days, uh, 40 periods of prayer and fasting as a preparation for their spiritual work. Now, it's interesting to know that the number 40 has a meaning. Actually, every number that you read in Scripture has, it, it symbolizes something. It's not just a number, a count. The number 40 is used in scripture. Uh, for example, the flood was said to be 40 days and nights, right? Uh, the Hebrews were in the Sinai for 40 years. Goliath challenged the Israelites twice a day for 40 days before um, David defeated him. And so the reason I mention this is because we want to realize that the number 40 symbolizes not as much a period of time as it symbolizes completion. Completion. 40 represents fulfillment. Said in my, my own way of saying it, it just, it took what it took. You know, 40 days, 40 nights, 40 years. It just took whatever it took to get from this point in understanding to this point in understanding. So when we read that Moses received the commandments on Mount Sinai and fasted for 40 days, and that uh, Elijah talked to God after his 40-day fast, and that Jesus, after his 40-day fast in the wilderness, uh, Set forth, each of them set forth on their spiritual, fulfilling their spiritual uh, calling, as it were, that time, 40, is really about completeness or about fulfillment. So let's look at Lent as a spiritual practice. When we begin to see Lent beyond a religious practice, although there's nothing wrong with it being a religious practice, don't hear us say that, but as a spiritual practice, we can think of it as symbolizing a time when we consciously prepare for deeper understanding. And, and Easter, of course, represents that for us. It represents um, a rising in consciousness of our Christ awareness. So that time, we could say, could be 40 seconds, 40 minutes, 40 days, 40 years, whatever it is, it's completion for it. It's fulfillment. So as a religious practice, Lent may or may not be a time 
when someone decides to fast or give up something. But as a spiritual practice, it always involves fasting and releasing and accepting the new. I'll say that again in a little different way. As a spiritual practice, Lent always includes fasting and release. And it always includes an inner feasting and an acceptance of the truth. So inner fasting, inner feasting. What do we mean by an inner fast? It is a conscious decision on our part to abstain from some error, thought, or action. Because we realize that it's the old beliefs that can block the flow of Christ's light through us. So the flow of our good is blocked with doubt, with fear, with beliefs that we are unworthy, that we are sinful by nature, and the list goes on. And so the inner fast is important so that we can release the blocks and our good can flow. And what do we mean then by the inner feast? The inner feast is partaking of thoughts and remembrances of the truth of our divinity, the truth of our oneness with God, the truth of our connectedness with all that is. There are many ways of referring to to that presence within, that divinity within. We can refer to it as our I am or our spiritual reality, our higher self, um, our higher power, whatever we want to call it. But that's really what we want to feast on and release anything that stands in the way of knowing that and knowing it to a deeper, deeper degree. The inner fast is about letting go of the lies that we've been told and embracing the truth about us. What lies have we been told? Maybe about how we're supposed to suffer in this life so that we can have our reward in the next. Fasting and feasting in an inner way can be equated with unity's use of denials and affirmations. You know, denials are the cleansing aspect. Affirmations are the reinforcing of the truth within consciousness. When I think about that belief that somehow um, we're supposed to suffer and that that's godly to suffer, I think of the words attributed to Jesus from um, John, 10th chapter. I came that you might have life and might have it abundantly. Not, I came that you might have suffering. I came that you might have life and might have it abundantly. So we want to reinforce that. Reinforce the life more abundant, the worthiness, the deservedness that we have. What some people call suffering 
is really the effect of causes that have been set in motion. So the, the belief that we're supposed to suffer really comes from the belief that we are somehow disconnected from God, not one with God, not forever held in love, in joy, in forgiveness. As a spiritual practice, Lent then is fasting from the belief that suffering is ever God-ordained. That anything less than love and peace and joy is somehow the will of God. As I study the teachings of Jesus, nothing could be further than the truth. When we came into this earth experience, we came to enjoy life, not to suffer. Now, we do have cause and effect. Many times we set things into effect that come back and bite us, right? But we have come to experience the greatest joy, which is the kingdom that is within us. Not low here, not low there, not in a future time or place, but now. And so, in a spiritual sense, Lent is about fasting from any belief that we are less than we've been created to be and feasting on the truth of love, peace, and joy that is the very nature of God and the will of God for us. So Lent as preparation. Uh, it is a good time to prepare. And we would say really any time is a good time for preparation, isn't it? But what we are preparing for is experiencing a deeper level of understanding of who we are as spiritual beings, a deeper understanding of our connection with God, a deeper understanding of life as it can be lived freely in us, through us, and as us. And that's, that's what Easter can represent for us. Um, instead of thinking of giving up something, although that's fine if you are guided to do that, why not think in terms of giving up some thought that you know you've been practicing, some kind of a habitual thought, a, a, a chronic thought or belief that just... Let's use an example. Let's say um, you found yourself impatient. Instead of thinking of giving up impatience toward everybody and every situation, why not choose to practice uh, giving up impatience in a certain situation, with a certain person, whatever? Does that make sense? You don't have to bite off the whole thing. You don't have to have a hundred things you're going to give up. How about just one thing that you, you really want to release because you know it's standing in the way of your being, your best self, living your best life. Um, so take it a step at a time. You don't have to give it up, give all of it up. And it's a choice. And you need not tell another soul. It's just between you and God. What you feel guided to release 
so that you can feast on the truth.